I'm 23 years old and sometimes I wonder if life was wasted on me. I take all the beautiful things to heart till I about die from it. Hey. Yo, what's up? So it was definitely a heavy movie. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I watched it like today. It's still kind of sinking in. Yeah, it definitely like has a way of pulling you in though. Like there were moments as I was watching that I was just like, wait, fuck, I'm watching a movie. Like, because right. I, mean, I genuinely forgot. <laughs> The cinematography and the way they portray like each section of his life and each like memory is just so. That's I think. I think it was like the way they portrayed like his inner thoughts, Mm -hmm. like how he was like talking to the viewer. I thought was really interesting because it gave us like it sort of gave almost like an autobiography. Mm-hmm. like feel to it yep especially like the resolution at the end like him walking out of prison and like seeing her um right. like it feels very much like him talking about all of this is coming from him in prison right and i don't know i mean he did um the actual guy it's based off of um, did like publish a, a book about his life called Cherry. And it's, I, I'm sure it reads the same way. I mean, I haven't really checked it out, but um, I mean, he's very upfront about like what was happening in yeah. and what he was like thinking about. Like even in the intro, he was just like mm-hmm. a little scrawny, like college kid. And right like looking at the girl, he was just like very upfront about it. The first time I saw Emily, I was attending one of the local universities. The one with the Jesuits, it was a decent school. And I don't want to tell lies, but I thought, man, I really like to fuck this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that, like, Um, what, like, seven years of his life? Yeah. Um, yeah, like... It was from 2002 to 2007, and then he got arrested. Yeah. And I don't know when he came out. Uh, the movie said 2007 to 2021 was the epilogue. Right. Oh, wow. Okay, so that was a whole, like, whatever, 19 years yeah of his life in that movie wild mm-hmm. it yeah i don't i don't know if like that like epilogue is accurate i can like look it up i'm not too sure uh, um i did want to talk about tom holland because i mean so we we all know him from you know the newest spider-man movies um, is that mm-hmm. a trilogy yet, or is it just the two, and then the third one is coming out in like twenty twenty two? I haven't uh, it there is a new one coming out. Yeah. I don't know when. 
because like I I know that they finally gave like the actual title and right. like they had like a teaser trailer for the title specifically yeah, with yeah. like Zendaya, Tom, and um I'm forgetting. I forgot his uh, his, his friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. We all know him as Spider Man, and then we watched him in. Um, I was gonna say there will be blood. Now the, the devil, devil all the time. The I don't know. Yeah. They just have similar feelings to the title, but that was also a very heavy movie, very dramatic. Um, yeah. Very tortured person. Which like, it's it's amazing seeing Tom Holland in that role just because Mm -hmm. like it like the depth of which like his acting can go especially because he's not like these angsty like heavy things like at all if you see him in interviews he is literally like the most like optimistic and like yeah just a bundle um, of joy kind of like a right German shepherd Um, or whatever dog right uh, a golden retriever there we go yeah he like and then he's playing in these very like depressing, heavy mm-hmm. roles. Um, they're like completely because normally, like with um, actors who play like very depressing and angsty roles, they like usually either are like that in real life or mm-hmm. are just like they have this look, like uh, Cole Cole Spruce, for right. example. Right. Or or Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet has a tendency to play very angsty roles because he looks like he's sick at the time. <laughs> yeah, he's just a very I mean both him and Tom Holland as up and coming actors, I mean they have uh, many years left in their career. They're going to be so through yeah. you know so many different roles and hopefully they don't they don't get pinned in a role. Um, right. But like, yeah, they definitely get casted into, or Timothy Chalamet definitely gets casted into his persona. But Tom Holland yeah. is like the opposite. I mean, he's a superhero for one, and then the next day he's and a um, like tortured soul. Is that thing? Is especially considering his background isn't mm-hmm. even in acting; it's in gymnastics. Right, <laughs> which is like, crazy. That's how. That's how he got the role as Spider-Man was <laughs> doing a backflip. So like it I mean there's also and then at the same time you also see videos of him in drag dancing to Umbrella. Right. Just a very so outgoing like, uh, person yeah. in general but I'm wondering if these like dark intense movies on top of like his other like superhero movies are like almost his way of being like i'm not going to be typecasted as a superhero (laughs) yeah i mean it's crazy his number one role is an american role but you know i mean he's english yeah isn't that crazy like his that i think most popular is not him the thing with that is like a lot of well one he has an amazing american accent which probably helps um and also like i think with that is there's a lot of british actors that come and play american roles and i think that's just the opportunities 
like there's more yeah. like film with like Hollywood and stuff. There's like right. constantly movies coming out. That's but true. then of course like BBC has like a really good like various opportunities, but they have a history of picking the exact same actors for everything. Like yeah. drawing things out too long. Like there's a lot of things that people are like BBC could do better. <laughs> right. And I mean in general, they're very like, traditional kind of um channel. Yeah. Or so network. it makes it makes sense that like a lot of British actors do find opportunities in American roles. Yeah. Especially ones that like make their like start in American roles. Like Tom mm-hmm. Holland, his big start was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um Henry Cavill's was Superman. Mm-hmm. So he does um like uh American roles. Um, that's another thing I've noticed is English actors either play like super, super American roles or they play like medieval roles. Yeah, it's it's either like old English kind of thing or yeah. <laughs> um, very new American. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Henry Cavill is what made me think of it. Okay. I got to look up that guy. I'm not good with names. Oh, The Witcher and Superman. Oh, okay. Yep. There we go. Clark Kent. Yeah. The the recent video that came out of him building his own PC. (laughs) That's funny. Just a little side project in in quarantine. I love it. He just made a video of himself, like, putting together his PC, and... I wonder if he's going to play The Witcher. That's over... Well, that's why he he played the role, is because he really liked the novels and the games. And every time you see him in an interview talking about The Witcher, all he's doing is basically fanboying over the video games. I mean, except... But that's what Tom Holland does as well, and that's what a lot of the MCU actors do. They're big nerds, and they're... They know the role and they know the history behind it. And that's why they have to keep giving Tom Holland fake titles. (laughs) Yeah, right. Not telling him his lines until like. Yeah, because he'll know. Yeah, and he'll spill the beans. Yeah, well. Although, to be fair, they also had to do that with um, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I don't know. Those two are very giddy. Just not, yeah, just yeah. not as badly as with Mark Ruffalo. No, Tom Holland just doesn't Ruffalo have a filter. No. Um, He's just like, oh, like, Tom crap. Holland literally has to be babysat. <laughs> like, just literally like, babysat. Nope. In Go talk. <laughs> it was really funny that they paired him up specifically with the other English actors. Probably right. just, like, convenience of, like, where they lived or whatever. But yeah, like, Ben McCumberbatch was just babysitting a child for the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, my favorite thing is finding out that the when Tom Holland went to a bar, the bartender would not believe that he was above, like, he was of drinking age, and yeah. so Chris Hemsworth had to buy him a beer. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Tom Holland does 
he has a very young face but come on yeah i know like he has a valid id yeah and he's probably been you know drinking since the you know he's 17 because it's about the um legal drinking age in the uk i think like 17 or 18 some some places 16 yeah yeah oh my goodness um yeah i would definitely watch this again I just have to, like, I want to analyze it. I want to know more about, um, his name is Nico Walker. Nico Walker. Um, mm. He was, you know, yeah. in 250, um, like, separate missions as a, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as an Army veteran. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was a medic, me. sorry. But. Yeah, it was interesting to me that he they didn't give his name the entire film. Like everyone else is named everyone but all they do is like the the one reference to your cherry was popped. Mm-hmm. And like that defined like the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And like even even like in like the script in like the actors in like because at first I accidentally turned on audio descriptions right and so even like the audio was calling him cherry the entire like every time they refer to him every time that's good he's talked his characters talked about his name is cherry but they don't give him a name the entire film because all of it's in his perspective there's no need to that's true and I wonder too because I mean there's a a huge, um, I mean, since Vietnam, there's been a huge uh, community trying to raise awareness about uh, PTSD and, you know, trying to um, get people to go to therapy more after uh, combat and and things like that. So I wonder if that was also, that might have just been like, kind of like after the fact, uh, I thought after the fact, um, yeah to raise awareness about you know if you're in the situation please mm-hmm. you know seek help and don't yeah especially like because like the whole there was there's obviously like in like his timeline there was like the the thought later like maybe I should get therapy and then his mm-hmm. his like doctor is just like more medication right um so like there there's like that thought like when he was just like I promised her that like I would try and find a way or without medication mm-hmm. and then like the doctor was just like here's medication that you're already taking illegally um but I'll prescribe it to you and that that like immediate like I mean it helped for a little bit I guess thought yeah. what were those op- opiates um, uh, oxycodone, I can look it up. I mean, because, I mean, all those prescriptions are what leads to abuse of, um, yeah. Um, it says just it's a hormone. <laughs> oxycodone. Uh... Synthetic oxyto- uh, oxycontin. It's oh. an opioid. Opioid. 
Yep. Huh. Used to manage chronic pain. Oh, that's what they give. It's um, when you're going into labor. Mm -hmm. That's what they yeah. give you for the pain. Huh. huh. But, it's interesting that like they used that as a treatment for PTSD. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, it's just an overall just brain numbing yeah. substance. <laughs> just yeah. to get you through the day um i mean year by year we have more research on you know drug abuse and gateway drugs and pharmaceuticals I mean, and all that right it's, i mean cocaine like in the 1800s was <laughs> freaking used for everything yeah just like hey like, you're three years old want to go to sleep cocaine cocaine That'll i mean like any, I mean, even now they're prescribing, like, my, my Ritalin is, is, like, a very, very low dosage of meth, essentially. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, so, like, having, like, those, those, like, prescriptions, they're still, like, using them, just, like, they're, like, maybe we shouldn't make you addicted to this very, very low dosage. <laughs> it's crazy. Under doctor supervision. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But, like, <clears throat> but that's why so many students will just buy Ritalin and like yeah so it, it's amazing like what they give you to treat various mental health problems um yeah. and like I it is I do I did like the way the movie portrayed like all of these things like because you don't see a lot of movies that are like the like ROTC, the army, like it, it's bullshit. It, it's, right. you know, it's right. all like there's no point. And like having someone who has been in the army, like write the story being like, I mean, it were just expensive, like um what's it called i forgot what he said I don't sorry remember. what we're just expensive um oh, i forgot the line scarecrows oh yeah we're just expensive. stay away scarecrows like and like his whole thing about um what's it called the training Oh, what well, I don't remember what it's called. Boot camp or boot camp. Like the whole thing about boot camp. Mm -hmm. Like being like it just felt like we were playing soldiers. That everyone exactly. was full of bullshit. Right. Like because like I like a lot of our generation is mm -hmm. very aware of the like the issues and the like problems that the military has because we've been informed on things mm -hmm. like PTSD and mm -hmm. war and like all of this stuff. But then hearing like people who have been in the military who are like, like I have um, one of my uh, instructors mm -hmm. uh, from like freshman year, he yeah. was a part of like an ROTC program and he graduated and 
the military something that's very important to him mm-hmm. um, um and something that he like cherishes is having served and having been a part of that yeah. and like his like entire lineage of like fathers and grandfathers were all a part of it too right, right, so right. like seeing, seeing all of these different opinions like on the same topic and mm-hmm. even seeing like because recently i've been like watching this um tiktoker who he's a veteran and like his entire thing is like the military's bullshit stop like treating veterans like shit like get help because mm-hmm. he has ptsd mm-hmm. from and he was a medic too he has ptsd and from like all of the things he had to do um and all of the things that, that he saw right um so it's just interesting like seeing all of these different perspectives on people who have been in the military yeah i mean i was going to bring up too i was just talking about this with my friend um the greatest spike in uh registration for um I don't think it's any war, but just in recent wars was Mm -hmm. right after 9-11. So 2002, if you weren't doing anything after high school, you were going into the army. Like you saw all your friends doing it. Um, You're there to serve your country. There's patriotism out the wazoo, you know, kill the infidels, terrorists, blah, blah, blah. You you just went at it. as well. Yeah. Yeah. The the new <laughs> enemy. It was. Yeah. Um. But Which yeah. you you saw a lot of that in the movie too, mm-hmm. like with the like like the first fifteen minutes they were saying and like right um like the way they were treating the children mm-hmm. in like like just throwing the bag like being like go get it exactly um. Um, and just like calling the children's names like they they decided pebbles from the um oh you broke up a bit there sorry oh um the the them calling the girl pebbles like calling her names yeah right it she didn't even like just because they were like vaguely she looks like this character yeah from the flintstones just yeah it's it's weird saying it was a different time it's not really a different time it's like you know 20 years ago 19... right i mean not even 10 years ago no, not even because it was in two two 2000s right yeah especially like even the change in language because the amount of r slurs that i noticed thrown Jesus. around I was just like, holy shit, because, like, now that wouldn't, like, people doing that, like, people still aren't fully educated on why you shouldn't say the word, mm-hmm. but, like, the, like everyone said it at some point in that movie, um, which, I mean, it was 2000, like, 4, 2005, mm-hmm. so, like, just, like, the progress that we have made in like 10 years to be like hey like can we not say I mean, that 10 way? years is a lot <laughs> it it is but like it feels like it isn't 
right. because we've lived through that. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Like the fact that I now. remember 2007. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely have to go back to it and um, mm -hmm. analyze it. I, I hope Tom Holland, you know, even after MCU is kind of out of gas <laughs> or maybe taking yeah. a break next time, he can get more. Right. Um, get more work. Um. Yeah, it was interesting to me, like, seeing, like, the epilogue and him, him leaving jail in, like, 2021. And my first thought, like, because it, it's now modern, my first mm -hmm. thought was, he just, he, does he know about the pandemic? <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, pris you know, prisoners aren't, <laughs> they get newspapers. That's true. They're but definitely like, in, like, a like, quarantine already, but. yeah. Um, I mean, I know COVID was, like, spreading through the prisons, like, at least really badly. So much. It, yeah. Um, but, like, just him walking past the guard and not seeing a mask, I was sitting here like, sh shouldn't you be, <laughs> like... I'm, I'm, sure it, I'm sure it was filmed before COVID, or at least, yeah. you know, maybe last summer, and then they had, you know, I'm sure actors in Hollywood get the vaccine, like, right away or whatever. Yeah, but, they have the money too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be weird having post uh, COVID movies reference COVID again. You know. Yeah. Or things filmed during this time. You know, <laughs> looking back on it, that's gonna be strange. It, especially like, especially with like the like the after covid being like oh wow that sucked and then still seeing like people wearing masks and mm -hmm. like social distancing and zoom mm -hmm. and like all of that stuff because like movies everyone views movies as like something outside like something fictional yeah it's fantasy it's something to get away from reality really yeah and then seeing a reference to something everyone hated like it's, like, it's like, like looking back at like the high school musical kind of thing like where oh were God, you yeah. when high school musical came out kind of thing it's yeah. not as big as a you know global pandemic but has a feeling of just strange nostalgia you know yeah um or like when i'm sure like for the people who like actually remember 9-11 suddenly seeing 9-11 referenced in movies and like yeah i wonder what the first up. reference was um there was a few very bad ones that were like had to be taken out of like cartoons and stuff oh i'm sure <laughs> um, yeah and i'm sure there was movies filmed during 2001 or you know 2000 that came out after that mm -hmm. had either the Twin Towers or a reference to terrorism yeah. and they just like were, nope, cut it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It but like now we, like in movies, we have no issue talking about it. Like uh, Lady Bird mentioned it several times. Yeah, because anything, it happened, it was 2002. Yeah, anything referencing 
early aughts and going to New York. It just yeah. is. Okay. Good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I now have a paper to write. <laughs> well, All right. Bye. Bye.